Ready to elevate your range day or hunting trip? Silencers are the best upgrade you can make to your firearm. And yes, they're completely legal. Silencer Shop makes getting your suppressor easier than ever. Silencer Shop is the nation's largest suppressor distributor, and they'll help get your new suppressor quickly and easily. Suppressor approvals are coming back faster than ever, often in just a few days. Silencer Shop guarantees an exceptional experience with their top-notch customer service, unbeatable prices, and renowned submission simplicity and accuracy. They partner with over 6,000 local gun stores nationwide to ensure easy access to the best suppressors. And at Silencer Shop, a portion of your online purchase supports your favorite gun stores directly. In just five minutes, you can have your fingerprints and paperwork ready to go, thanks to the Silencer Shop kiosk. There is nothing easier. If you're not using Silencer Shop, you're working too hard for your suppressors. The one-and-done solution for your suppressor needs, ensuring a headache-free purchase. Explore Silencer Shop for your next suppressor edition and immediately open your eyes to a better shooting experience. This podcast is sponsored by Blackout Coffee. It's a guaranteed way to start your day off right. Pour yourself a delicious cup or two or three of American-made Blackout Coffee. Family-owned, premium coffee, fresh roasted and shipped out within 48 hours of roasting. It's almost like they're taking the beans right out of the roaster and putting them in your mug. Go to blackoutcoffee.com, promo code PDB, for 20% off your first purchase. It's Monday, 12 February. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. We'll start today's show in the Middle East, where the Israeli Defense Forces are preparing for their final offensive into the city of Rafah. In response, Egypt has issued a stark warning to Israel, threatening to abandon a key agreement that has maintained peace between the two nations for decades. Later on, an update on the foreign aid bill currently making its way through the United States Senate, setting up a possible showdown with the Republican-controlled House. Plus, we'll take a look at how the Mexican drug cartels are reportedly establishing a new stronghold in America's heartland. And in today's back of the brief, the mental acuity of President Biden has been criticized for some time now by the right. But now, with the release of Robert Hur's special counsel report and the subsequent somewhat odd follow-up press conference by the president, it seems Democrats are now questioning the president's fitness for office. It's almost like they're setting the table for his removal from the ticket. But first up, the PDB spotlight. Israel appears poised to press forward with its military action in Rafah, the last major urban center in southern Gaza, to be dealt with in the IDF's operations. This move intensifies the already critical situation for approximately 1.4 million Palestinians displaced by the conflict in the north now concentrated in Rafah. The high density of the displaced population in Rafah is obviously front and center in any operational planning for the counteroffensive against Hamas. Over the weekend, Prime Minister Netanyahu confirmed his resolve to continue the offensive, stating in a televised interview on Saturday, quote, we're going to do it. Well, that's pretty clear. He emphasized that the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, would facilitate safe evacuation routes for civilians seeking to leave the conflict zone. However, Netanyahu's strategy is encountering significant pushback, notably from Egypt, 
According to a report from the Associated Press, Egypt has warned of suspending the Camp David Accords, a pivotal peace agreement with Israel, should the invasion of Rafah proceed. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the Camp David Accords, they've been the cornerstone of peace between the two nations, Egypt and Israel, for more than four decades. The Accords were a series of agreements signed by Egyptian President at the time, Anwar Sadat, and Israeli Prime Minister at the time, Menachem Begin, in September of 1978, which laid the groundwork for a lasting peace treaty and normalization of relations between the two countries. Before this agreement, the two nations had engaged in five wars. Needless to say, if Egypt abandons the peace deal, it would be a major blow not only to bilateral relations with its neighbor, but regional stability as a whole. In response to the potential Israeli offensive, Egypt has strengthened its military presence along the Gaza border, deploying an estimated 40 tanks and armored vehicles to northeastern Sinai. The move doesn't suggest that Egypt is preparing to invade Israel, but rather that they fear Palestinians could attempt to flee the offensive by attempting to rush the Egyptian border. And that is a key point here. Egypt, along with every other Arab state, has spent the past many decades avoiding the Palestinian problem. As much as the anti-Semitic lobby would like to make this an Israeli-Palestinian issue, the reality is that Arab states have done little to nothing to actually aid or improve the lives of Palestinians. Egypt's move to beef up security at its border is all about keeping the Palestinian refugees from swarming into Egypt. Egypt's caution is echoed by other nations in the Middle East. Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and others have cautioned Israel of serious consequences if the advance into Rafah takes place. Adding to the international concern, European Union Foreign Policy Chief Joseph Borrell stated that an Israeli assault on Rafah could lead to a severe humanitarian crisis and escalate tensions with Egypt. Even the White House is trying to pull Israel's reins on this one. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said any offensive into Rafah under current conditions would be a, quote, disaster, and noted that the U.S. government would not support it, particularly given the negative impact that it could have on the Biden campaign's efforts to win in November. It's interesting, yet not surprising, that the international community is not, apparently, as interested in exerting pressure on the Iran-backed Hamas to release their hostages and cease any and all terrorist activity against Israel. Now, Netanyahu reportedly spoke with Biden for nearly 45 minutes yesterday, with the president warning the Israeli prime minister that the Rafah offensive shouldn't proceed without a credible plan for ensuring the safety of the Palestinian civilians who are currently sheltered there. All right. Coming up next, the U.S. Senate is moving on a foreign aid package for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan, setting up a confrontation with the Republican-controlled House of Representatives. Then, we'll take a look at reports about how Mexican drug cartels are establishing a stronghold in the state of Montana. I'll be right back. 
Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back. The United States Senate continues to move on a standalone foreign aid bill that would deliver tens of billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine, Taiwan, and Israel. During a special session held on Sunday, the Senate agreed to end debate on the bill, paving the way for a full vote later this week. Surprisingly, the legislation found some support among Republicans, 18 of whom voted along with Democrats to advance the bill. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders was the only Democrat to vote against the motion to end debate. In total, 67 senators voted in favor of moving the bill forward, with just 27 opposing. That's important because it means that the bill's supporters appear to have a filibuster-proof majority. As we've discussed previously on the show, the package is worth about $95 billion in aid. That includes $60 billion to support Ukraine's efforts against the Russian invasion and approximately $14 billion in security assistance for Israel. If the bill is eventually passed by the Senate, and frankly at this point it looks like it will, its next stop is the U.S. House of Representatives, where it's unclear whether Republican Speaker Mike Johnson would hold a vote on it as many House Republicans are opposed to further aid to Ukraine. However, it's worth noting that Speaker Johnson has not declared this one dead on arrival, as he did with the Senate border deal. He even said last week that the idea of providing aid to Ukraine has, quote, not been abandoned. This whole ordeal puts Johnson in a bit of a tough spot. If he does choose to introduce the bill to the House floor, it could lead to a rebellion from the Republican caucus's right flank and ultimately cost him his job. If he does face a mutiny, He'll need to rely on moderate Democrats to cross the aisle in order to save his speakership. Now, those in Congress opposed to providing further aid to Ukraine, well, they postured themselves as America First proponents, admonishing that the U.S. shouldn't send any more money overseas until they deal with problems at home. While that's a, a popular opinion with their base, it fails to address the reality that the world is interconnected. We don't live in a bubble. The U.S. cannot just draw the curtains and pretend like what happens in the outside world won't seriously impact America. The U.S. is no longer a nation unto itself, sealed off from the rest of the world by the comfort and protection of the oceans. Ignoring the realities of the world, failing to deal with its key competitors because, while well, the U.S. wants to be self-indulgent and just look inward, will only create larger, more costly, and potentially fatal problems down the road withdrawing or stopping aid to Ukraine now 
will result in Putin eventually owning Ukraine. And that will encourage him to continue his long-stated desire to rebuild the Soviet Union in some fashion. All right. I want to turn now to a part of the world that does not get mentioned particularly often, and that's the U.S. state of Montana. Now, Montana is known for its sprawling landscapes. It's a beautiful part of the country. Big sky country, as it's commonly called. But it's now facing a threat not usually associated with its tranquil vistas. Drug cartels. Reports indicate that Mexican drug gangs have been infiltrating the state, zeroing in on Indian reservations where tribal leaders are sounding the alarm on rising crime rates and a surge in fentanyl overdoses. An NBC News report reveals traffickers have devised manipulative strategies to ensnare Native Americans into the drug trade. The cartels have basically identified Native American populations as key targets for the sale and distribution of narcotics. The methodology being employed by cartels is to provide Native Americans an initial supply of drugs to sell, only to become addicts themselves ensnared in debt to the cartels. In more egregious cases, cartel members have established intimate relationships with Native American women, creating inroads to peddle narcotics within the local communities. Cartels have reportedly determined that Indian reservations present prime opportunities for distribution due to the prevalent drug addiction issues and the scarcity of law enforcement resources. Montana's vastness adds to the complexity of combating the drug trade, as law enforcement faces the challenge of patrolling extensive territories. And the tribal police forces, often underfunded and understaffed, are left overwhelmed. On at least one reservation, residents have taken matters into their own hands, forming a vigilante group to combat the drug-related crimes that have plagued their community. Now, you might be asking yourself, why Montana? Well, the financial allure for the cartels is significant. The powerful opioid fentanyl can fetch a price in Montana's market 20 times higher than in areas closer to the border. The pills themselves can be produced for mere pennies in Mexico, and while they can sell for 3 to $5 in urban areas, their price soars to as much as $100 in some parts of Montana, offering a huge return, of course, for the cartels. And the human cost of this crisis is stark. Between 2017 and 2020, the rate of opioid overdose deaths in Montana nearly tripled. In 2020 alone, the state's Department of Health and Human Services reported nearly eight overdose deaths per 100,000 residents, a tragic testimony to the deepening grip of this epidemic. All right, coming up in the back of the brief, Democrats are now sounding the alarm about President Biden's mental acuity after a damning report from special counsel Robert Herr accuses the president of having a, quote, poor memory. I'll be right back. Hi, Mike Baker here. Look, nowadays, it seems like your money doesn't go quite as far as it used to, right? I mean, Take 20 bucks. 20 bucks barely gets you what? Maybe a burger and fries or, or maybe, I mean, just maybe, a quarter tank of gas. But there still are some real values out there. And let me tell you about one of them. For just 20 bucks a month, that same $20 we just talked about, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from the cell phone company that I count on for value, Pure Talk. And this is top-tier coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. I want to make sure you heard that. Pure Talk gives you the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. 
It's true. I am not blowing smoke up your phone line. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can bring your phone or you get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. To make the switch, go to puretalk.com slash baker, B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined it would be. When you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company that shares your values. Pure Talk supports our military and veterans and creates American jobs, all while giving you outstanding coverage and terrific value. Go to puretalk.com slash baker and make the switch today. So maybe you could actually afford that burger and fries and possibly even a full tank of gas. That's puretalk.com slash baker. You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Visit now. In today's Back of the Brief, I want to take a look at some of the fallout from Special Counsel Robert Hur's report into President Biden's mishandling of classified documents. The 388-page report, 388 pages, is the culmination of an investigation that has been going on for a little over a year. First, the good news for President Biden. While the report finds that Biden, quote, willfully retained classified materials, including documents that indicate sensitive intelligence sources and methods, her ultimately concluded that no criminal charges were warranted. And now the bad news. The report describes Biden as having, quote, diminished faculties and faulty memory and describes him as a, quote, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, end quote. At various times... Investigators note how the president's memory appeared hazy when discussing the war in Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Investigators add that Biden couldn't remember important details about his own life. The report says, quote, in his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, and he did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died, end quote. Now, Biden's mental acuity has been a topic of conversation even since the 2020 campaign. Republicans have frequently spotlighted the president's faulty memory, confusion, and gaffes. However, since the release of her's report and a somewhat bizarre press conference that President Biden held on Thursday to discuss the report's findings, the president's mental fitness seems to have become a bipartisan concern. On Friday, the New York Times editorial board published an opinion piece entitled, quote, The Challenges of an Aging President. In the piece, the editorial board says of the press conference, quote, The president raised more questions about his cognitive sharpness and temperament as he delivered emotional and snappish retorts in a moment when people were looking for steady, even, and capable responses 
to fair questions about his fitness, end quote. The piece adds that Biden's assurances didn't work and stated that he must do better. The stakes in this presidential election are too high for Mr. Biden to hope that he can skate through a campaign with the help of teleprompters and aides, end quote. If that weren't bad enough, even former First Lady Hillary Clinton was forced to admit during an MSNBC interview that she believes President Biden's age is a, quote, legitimate campaign issue. Now, all of this bears watching. For the New York Times and for Hillary Clinton to come out discussing legitimate concerns about the president's acuity implies that there, there may be a seismic shift underway within the Democrat Party, that they may be setting the table at this point for a wholesale change in the ticket. Look, despite the moronic narrative from Democrat pundits that the president is sharp as a tack and that any suggestions otherwise is just ageism, reasonable and intelligent people across the political spectrum can agree that an 82-year-old man is not the ideal candidate to lead the free world. Corporations routinely move out CEOs in their mid-60s. Military leaders retire in their mid-60s. Pilots for commercial airlines are required to wrap it up at 65. And yet somehow, voters in the U.S. are supposed to imagine that it's okay to elect someone in their early 80s to take on the most demanding job in the world. And the reality is, if the Republicans were running anyone other than Donald Trump, the Democrats would gently move President Biden off the ticket without hesitation. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Monday, 12 February. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker, and I'll be back later today with the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing, arcseedkits.com.